Little minor adjustments. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ask Someone Else. Um, this week we've got a brand new amazing guest, but before I get to that, I'd just like to thank everyone for joining us, logging in today. As you know, we're now available on Spotify, Podcasts, Apple Music, Podcasts, as well as Amazon Podcasts. So if you don't catch this today, you can always go back and re-listen there. It'll also be uploaded on YouTube as well. The YouTube is Property by Kazi, all one word if you're not already following. So ask someone else. Every week we have a different guest, um, different guests within the property space or the business space to give you the opportunity to ask questions. So you can use the question box below to ask any of your dang questions that you've got in this property space. Um, today we've got a slightly different episode we are gonna be joined by Karina, who was the winner of The Apprentice um, 2019. So it's a slightly different conversation, but it's still gonna be property focused as always. So I didn't get her in the building. Um, but yeah, she did amazing, friend of mine. I've known each other for a long time. I think, and we're gonna, we're gonna double check this with her, but I believe, hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I forgot I was meant to join. I, I was just waiting for a link to come through, like a Zoom. Don't worry, it came through. It came through. You're smooth. You came on very nice. Thanks. Oh, good, good. Good. It's good. It's good. So I was just introducing you and I said, am I correct in saying you got the most wins ever? Like you won the most? Yeah, the most. So it was three like tiles to the... Mm. PM'd three times, won all three that I PM'd. And then okay. I nine out of ten tasks. And there was a third thing. It, it was something, it might have been like not on the loop. Not, oh, I was never bought in the bottom. I was never bought in. So there was, you, know, you, didn't even, you didn't even get to see that. You didn't even, you didn't even, didn't even experience the, the losing. You're just a winner through and through. Don't experience losing, Kaz. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, at one point I was a bit like, I wonder if he even knows my name. You know, because you like go through the journey and the process and you, I kept winning. And I was like, I'm not going to get any one-on-one -on -one time with him, really. Yeah, yeah. So is he going to... But obviously he must... You know, I suppose it was better in the end. I ended up winning. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course. Um, so I was saying, basically what we do every week is I have a conversation with different people in regards to property and their journey. Um, so yours is like slightly different, but there's a few things I wanted to touch on. But I think just for those that don't know, it will be good to just understand what you were doing before, um, you know, how you came on to being on The Apprentice, how it went for you, what the experience was like, and then what it's been like in the thereafter. Yeah, okay. So we'll just take it back to, I suppose, a brief overview. Left school, um, went to college, didn't go to uni, um, was all about sort of working. I've had like sort of a grafter and work ethic like a hundred since a really mm -hmm. young age um so at 18 i opened my first sort of business it was a, a small sort of boutique shop in croydon mm -hmm. obviously at 18 i mean you think you know it all i, I had loads to learn um so it was a, it was a short venture it was really exciting i learned loads i was going up east london commercial lane every week with getting stock on the tube because obviously i didn't i don't think i drove till i was 20 21 and um yeah, so all them sort of things about the start of business, I'd started to learn certain mechanics and about, um, you know, sourcing stock, making sure customers were happy. I've always been really customer-focused. So then that sort of led me onto my career path in retail management. So I spent 10, 
sort of years with Marks and Spencers, working myself up up the ladder, I suppose, in, you know, the hierarchy of management. Um, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, but it still wasn't... It wasn't I, that, like, I saw you did a nice piece with them recently as well, actually, didn't you? Yeah. With, I, like, your old manager. That was nice. I caught yeah, up with that. They called me back and they were just like... Um, it's this alumni thing that they've got going on where basically mm. it's like, you know, LinkedIn and people can, so if, if you was an ex m and manager and you've gone on to do property, so anyone that's sort of left M&S and is, is doing something successful, they just mm. want us to all sort of link and talk and discuss things because networking is really key and some companies like M&S really understand that, others don't and they'll just sort of lose their talent and, and let them go and, you know, buy, but some really sort of think, right, okay, she's gone off, she's left us, but she's doing great things, so so why sort of lose that? Why not give that knowledge and help other people, etc.? So they're, they're good, and I will always sort of talk really highly of them. And mm. then, but yeah, that was it. So 10th year in, they sort of gave me my 10 year, they give you a 10 year badge, and I just sort okay. of took it and thought, oh my God, you know, when something like clicks, like, yeah. this, is, this is like a milestone here, and I don't want to do another 10 years. So I think it was that same week where I, they t they gave me the badge and I gave them like a resignation letter the same week because I was like, I've got to jump now. This is this was the moment. Um, so, yeah, then sort of went on to just always wanted to have my own coffee shop. Um, my sister's heavily involved in the business as well as my dad. So, yeah, it's a family run business at that time that uh, they were going through some troubles. My dad, especially personal life. And um, mm. I just thought it was a real opportunity and i sort of love to take risks and opportunities so i left MS, took the risk i knew it would be sort of pay cuts and i'd have to sort of try and struggle you know because to build up any brand or any business sort of a name for itself it is really it was really tough so yes months yeah. to a year i would say was hard um but we we you know it was it was also good that i was working with my sister so any struggles we did have we could sort of have it out talk about it try and think right what can we do she's great with ideas so yeah we we get on great and then a year into having joe joe artist and bakehouse is my bakery mm -hmm. and um a year in i applied for the apprentice off the whim just on my phone one night i was on the sofa and i don't even watch the telly you know like i don't even watch like uh, normal channels really except for like i watch love island and celebrity jungle but other than, that, <laughs> other than that there's not much i want so it was random for me to even see like it popped up like last chance to apply so i thought i'll just do it mm. one of the questions i always get is why did you apply what mm -hmm. sort of what were the reasons and my reason was really i love the show that's the show i watch i've watched all series um uh, every time it's on you always sort of say oh why are you doing that or come on like, I could do that better blah blah mm -hmm. so I thought I'd just give it a go and I did and ended up winning the show so it was really exciting yeah really great mm -hmm. best thing I've ever done I say that all the time um yeah really tough experience as well like really test you and they don't even show you half the stuff that goes on and the days are I mean we think we work long days you maybe do work these hours mm -hmm. but the hours in that show was like you get up at that time half four and i'm i'm out and about running about till i think we used to get in at like half nine ten mm. and you can't even talk to anyone at that time like i didn't think i thought i was crying like it's emotionally <laughs> so draining that show um but it was worth it really really good yeah okay that's good i think you touched on a few things there that i think are interesting particularly for a lot of people younger people starting their journeys um or even so the first one that i want to touch on was for younger people just mentioning like the importance of understanding that no journey like particularly as an entrepreneur is straightforward yeah. like everybody's journey is going to look different 
there's no point like looking over your shoulder or looking at the person next to you like theirs is going great because like you said in the back of your head you can have a thousand different trials and tribulations and troubles that are going on that other people aren't aware of yeah. so i think that's that is really good advice that you know or really good to mention because yeah. sometimes when people see the wins and they see you on the show as like you said the free time champ yeah, yeah they just think it's all smooth you didn't have any do you know what i mean any yeah. struggles but no I totally agree, and I, I make it really, like, I try and make it as, a, like, an important thing for me now, like, social media and who I who I follow and who I really sort of look at, because we look at these people every day, and who do you want to get, like, information from and knowledge, and I really try and just focus on entrepreneurs and people that I can learn from um, that sort of reflect my journey or, or similarities, and like I said, it isn't smooth sailing, I put something up on my story the other day that... Mm successful person you know on them successful entrepreneurs mm. put up and it was just like what people think success is and it's like this straight road and then what mm -hmm. really so many ups and downs like so many like yeah i saw i saw seen it it's like the journey of an entrepreneur it's like oh this is going so well ah i hate it what's going uh, oh no it's bad again and it's just you just have to ride the waves um yeah. and another another thing like to do with that i think is that you can't get lost in just the destination like i, I want to get to point x so you know i'm just gonna you know just all i'm doing is sort of just tunnel vision towards this is where i want to get to you do actually have to enjoy the process as well yeah. because that's how you can become almost disenfranchised and like fall out of love with the business you love so much at the beginning yeah 100 percent. and that's a, uh, i i do like a lot of interviews and zoom mm. and like women in business young people business i've been to schools colleges and the main thing i sort of say is passion you have to have driving passion like don't think because kaz is doing great in property or i've got a bakery that yeah all right um i'm gonna go and do that because they're doing good in it no you have to whatever you want to do you just really have to have that that drive and that heart for it because um it you become you become about your business so much that if you don't love what you're doing you will lose that exactly yeah, yeah if it's just about the money yeah it's, it's a lot more difficult to maintain yeah. that drive and that focus mm -hmm. um and then the other thing that you mentioned in regards to obviously being at MS for quite a while um yeah. and almost like it, i guess it wasn't so much a typical golden handshake but a lot of the time people talk about i want to do something different so i want to maybe be self-employed or i want to um you know get into property or whatever their vocation might be that they want to expand into mm -hmm. that we get really comfortable but i think that that idea of the shock of almost somebody saying, look, I've been here for this long yeah. and seeing it that, you know, you kind of see that and you realise for you to obtain the levels of success that you have, you had to actually step out of your comfort zone yeah. and take risks. Yeah. And that's the same if in business, in investment, you know, you, you are effectively paid off the, you know, you sort of justify it and being able to quantify the risk you're willing to take. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and it is sometimes scary taking risks and uh, every day like we'll come across these challenges and i'm like oh don't want to do that don't want to do that and you sort of hesitate but if you don't do it what am i going to reap any sort of reward am i going to know am i going to you know like yeah i've just realized we haven't we have, where, where where do we find you you haven't even told the people where where you're located where how they want to come down to you know so uh, where do they go well, where are most of your viewers? Like, it depends. Hopefully, London-based. Yeah, I no, I mean, I think at the moment I've got a ninety-seven percent London following. Oh. So, yeah, so there's loads of people that you know. I mean, there's, there's a good forty thousand of them. How are they going to come down? How are they going to come down to Dole? 
Yeah, they've got to come down to Doe. So if you know sort of Hearn Hill area, I've got a shop there. Or if you're on the other sort of side, Beckenham area, I've got one there. Great coffee, great. Whatever you want, I can do. So just come multi-seed sourdoughs, top sellers. Like, you've got to get, you've got to have a sourdough in your life. <laughs> exactly that. And I also think in terms of, like, because I'm going to ask you about growth, like, within the business. But I know I've seen you've partnered with some other brands in terms of you now supply like the bread for certain other other shops. So it was a, where was that again? Which ones? There's a lot of few. It was one of, Wing, Wing. Wing Shack, maybe. Wing Shack, yeah. Yeah, that's my, yeah. So again, this was a sort of networking thing where Mm. it was a friend of a friend introduced me to the business owner who's Mm. now like such a good friend of mine that if I'm going through a hard week, I'll I'll just call him because he his energy and his his sort of yeah. visionness and his words are really helpful to me when yeah. I have and I'd I'd like to think I'd like to think he felt the same. I yeah, think, no, he's uh, good, yeah, good, he's good, good people. I think shout him out, man. He does. He's doing. I say shout him out. He's doing big things. I think he's um, yeah. he opened his branch in Harrods recently, right? Wing Shat's in. He's in Selfridges. In Selfridges, that's it. So it was the first black-owned. Um, like you know a food place in in selfridges so that's amazing so shout out to him yeah so definitely follow after this you've got to follow dough bakehouse and Winchback mm. company yeah. and yeah really you know it's great to support like us sort of you know what i mean mm. like has and, and me and, and and anyone that wants me to support them like it's all about supporting each other that's why yeah I mean. no yeah. definitely definitely that i think the thing with success is once you sort of get a taste for it one thing that you do realize is that there's not a limit to how much success and other people in your circle being successful, there's no way that's going to impact your success. If anything, you're just going to grow and elevate together. Um, So I think it's really good that, again, it's the same sort of thing in the property space that, you know, a lot of the time, the best way to grow your business initially is to look at your existing network and people that you can work with and you can grow together. Because when you grow together, it's, I don't know, there's, there's that feeling about it that, you know, we came up together, yeah. I helped you, like you said, you helped me, you mentioned you have the phone calls, yeah. you're actually doing business together, you're providing a great product for them, you know, and it's it's just a really good way to work. 100%. Best, yeah. really. Yeah. So then, um, in, in terms of, we spoke recently, mm-hmm. like, you called me out of the blue, you said... Help me get a house. <laughs> give me a house. That's it, you know, like, come on, give me some information. You just said, I want a house. I, I want a nice one. I've seen this. This one's nice. I want a nice house. Guys, don't give me a rubbish house. Get me a nice house. Um, and then you were kind of like, look, like, you know, I've not got one yet. And we were kind of having a little conversation going back and forth. But I think, although I'm like, you know, I'm the property guy. I'm the guy that's supposed to tell you invest in property. But my actual answer was, like, although investing in property is great, it's a case of any investment, you have to look at what you could do instead. So, for example, you may have wanted a house X years ago when you were first, you know, starting to invest in house, but it made more sense at that time for you to invest in yourself because that was more profitable for you in the long term than probably any house investment would have been. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a case of, like you said, the journey, whether it is in property or is in business, is never a straight line. But, you know, by you investing in yourself, you've taken that shortcut that maybe you're not going to get that the starter home that you would have got X years ago. You can now get something that's a lot more fit for what, what you're looking for. So I think 
that is one thing that I definitely say to people that are maybe feeling a little bit anxious that they're not on the property ladder yet, that it's, the time is not always now. And if you've got money and, you know, you, you do have a viable business to invest in, potentially the business itself may be a better investment in the short term and then look at property as a longer term investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, then our other side of that was, you know, this is generation entrepreneur right now. Like, obviously, us talking, but so many people, as opposed to going down a more traditional nine-to-five route or even alongside a nine-to-five, have, whether it be a side hustle, a full business, a self-employed, a director's, a partners of a company, um, and we were having a conversation about, you know, mortgageability if, if, um, if you are self-employed mm -hmm. or if you are a director. Um, so, so some sort of instant tips I can give you in that regard is, you know, you need to make sure that you've, you engage with a good accountant, particularly that understands what you're hoping to do in the coming years um, in terms of if, what you're looking, if you're buying property, the way in which you're potentially going to take profits and the way in which, you know, dividends and other things like that are going to be looked at. Um, it has been made more difficult because of COVID um, just because there's more like sort of instability just in, in, in jobs and in work in general. So whereas lenders, you know, typically were lending up to 5% of your, with um, a self-employed person, your last two years, the aggregate salary between the two, that's maybe four and a half, four percent depending on credit and other factors. Um, but there are, when you're a business owner, there are other things that you can do. So you can actually use your profits towards what you can borrow as well which is a great way to obviously, you know, when people talk about the benefits of operating within a limited company, mm -hmm. that's really a good one that you can use as well because you can have the tax efficiencies as well as being able to benefit from, um, you know, from, from the, the lending, the increased lending amount. Let me just double check something quickly. Oh, so now I was just looking at a couple of questions, but we'll get to those in a bit. Um, so what's, what are you looking at? When, when would you hope, like, you know, What's, what's the property, like, in terms of property for you in the future? I think now my plan is, it would have been nice. Um, I mean, you probably hear all the time that private, private like, rent, my private rent is, like, you can imagine. And it is, yeah. it does enough. Um, but then on the flip side, exactly what you've just said, if I'm clever and I, I sort of make sure my accounting is very clear that any dividends, anything that is going to be sort of paid out anytime soon in the future, whatever, that that then needs to be my focus. Well, you, I've told you my focus. My next step has to be I need to get my foot on that ladder. So my time scale, I suppose, would be I've obviously got my son, Lucas, and I sort of do everything around him and sort of try and think, right, okay, He's now going to be at like nine years old, so I need to be gone. I need to be somewhere. I, I even said to you, didn't I? If I could pick up my house and just move it somewhere, like or, or one of the houses that you put up, you know, I just, you know, what I like. I just want something, I something, I something that I can maintain. And yeah, within the next couple of years, next year would be fantastic. But you'd have to help me see if that, that's going to be feasible. Yeah, we're looking at that. I said, if, if anything, obviously, we always lean on the professionals. So whether that be you know, a tax advisor or a financial advisor to look at what they can specifically help with. Mm -hmm. um, and in what, in regards to though, like where, where do you see, where do you see though going? Like what's your vision for the future? Have you got any black like, plans in a pipeline? I mean, COVID sort of, oh, so I mean, imagine <laughs> show, I had all these plans. You, you sort of win the show and everyone sort of asks me, what happens then? Like, do you even see him? Does he, what, what sort of happens? So you win the show 
And then January is like a static month where we just sort of gather. I, I sort out my accounts and, and sort of, yeah, that's sort of like a paperwork sorting ourselves out. Yeah. February, we get together in the boardroom. Like, he's got his own office. Like, we all get around the table. What are the plans? What do we want to do? And then, so we did all that. And then March, I think it was March, end of March was the real, like, the first COVID, if you remember, where no one really knew. Supermarkets were wiped out. Yeah crazy the toilet, the toilet paper scandals yeah was you, you in there was you in there grabbing toilet no, paper at one point i was in macro doing my usual stuff for for dough like getting my syrups or whatever mm. i need and i i had to buy toilet roll because i needed it but i didn't mm. want people to think that i was doing the toilet roll for <laughs> <laughs> somebody <laughs> just catches you you send up on a blog page <laughs> like, i'm not i'm not taking it um because i didn't want to you know i don't want to get sucked in oh, i haven't been sucked into it the whole time but that's a different topic um so, yeah, it's made things tough. It made hospitality really tough. Again, going through this journey and, and or anyone, any, I have a, quite a few friends in, in hospitality now and I've seen them, oh, we've gone through some sort of trials and tribulations throughout this last, that year and then this year and then eat out to help out and then actually we're not eating to help out. We're going to lock you all down for the whole of Christmas, like your peak season. It was crazy um, and it was really tough. So, yeah, it has been hard, but... Having, obviously, Lord Sugar and his brains to sort of pick uh, throughout. I remember ringing up a few times, like, what am I supposed to do? What's this about? Even the other day, I was like, masks, this, that, like, small businesses. It's all just been very sort of, well, it's blasé, the word, like, just do it yourself, sort of meant to know what we're doing. I don't know what I'm doing as a business owner. Um, we opened a shop during the pandemic because me and him were very keen to, to keep the sort of economy going, getting food and getting people on the high streets again. So we was both really keen for that. So it, I don't know if anyone watched, but he was on this morning. This was last year. And it sort of caused a bit of a stir because his, his opinion was businesses need to, people need to be at work. People need to be out. People need to be supporting these high streets or they're going to go. You will lose your favorite coffee shop. I lost my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants down in Elmer's End. So it's just because some people couldn't survive and it's really sad. And yeah, we, we do need to support independence. And again, this is a whole nother topic, but he has had it hard. He's been really good and really supportive. And I think the journey and the plan is now, coming out of this side of covid it's again it, it feels a bit like a struggle because some people were really some people were really nervous still some people were like going up london raving it up like it's, you know i'm going to go to the big dogs up london so have forgot about some of the smaller people that were supporting you throughout the sort of pandemic it's a hard time but the plan is i just need to get some more shops going that is the plan for the end of this year going into next year and then i'm going to think about some other sort of maybe like some product development maybe that would be the plan rather than just retail maybe it would be more product development and like i said we supply quite a few chains anyway so we're we gonna i'm gonna be able to get my my dough from sainsbury's maybe a little in my meal deal oh, is, that, is, that, is that where we're headed to get into sainsbury's i'll probably have one little one little one little space one little loaf of bread you know it's a start everything everything is a start you start somewhere and you don't know you don't know where yeah. it's gonna go yeah. I think that's, and I saw you had um, even away from that you had like obviously because though like as a brand that has become you know very popular you had your like like sort of a brunch event as well oh, yeah um, which that that was good and I think that is a good way particularly you know be it like you said in, in the industry that you're in you know sort of it's it's an event that you're doing that can make money but also it's a showcase for your products as well 
yeah. like you know because you self-cater your own your own yeah. stuff and yeah. which i think is is really good way of sort of merging two different things yeah and thinking outside the box which i like um the other thing obviously you touched on is the importance of how you know, I mean, you've got a super mentor. You've got like, you've got like one of the mentors. If people were going to pick a mentor in the UK, and, yeah. most, and you know, in their sets, so like, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, sort of uh, Lord Sugar, uh, Richard Branson, etc., people that you know, just household names that people are synonymous with. But how important in your journey has having a mentor been for you? Yeah, really important. I I'm one of the people that I do sort of. I like people to lean on me. I like people to to to, to need me, sort of thing. Like I'm all here for like giving advice. I'm meeting people next week. Someone that I only met actually at my brunch event. I don't know him from Adam, but he just sort of reached out and wants advice, and I'm here for it. I'm mm-hmm. here. We're having a meeting. We'll meet up. I will give what I can give. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he'll take from it. Um, but yeah, anything like that, any mentor, whether it be the Lord Sugar mentors of the world or or my friend, like I've touched on my Wingshot mentor original flavor like craig and his brother sean fantastic doing amazing things with their business and i just i just love to to give as well as sort of receive sort of advice as well mm-hmm. it's really helpful you know it's really useful and just reach i would always say reach out to people you know don't always feel like oh they're not going to reply or they're not going to want to help because i i want to help like mm-hmm. people, we do want to help and yeah it is yeah no i, I think yeah with just like with the social media world, people are a lot more accessible. So don't get me wrong, people that have, you know, there's, if people are getting a thousand inquiries a day, there's only a certain amount of people that you can talk to because your time is valuable. Yeah. But um, at the same time, we are in a space where people are more accessible than they've ever been. Yeah. And I think particularly if somebody has a very specific question or they yeah. know, know exactly what, you know, they want to ask you or what, you know, you could potentially help with or what they could offer to you, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier so I would say for people that are looking, maybe not for mentorship, but just for a bit of advice, like you said, a shoulder to lean on or like a sounding board to bounce an idea off. If you're quite clear with what you want, it means you're a lot more likely to get more value from the answer you get as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to just, although you pitch yourself as a very helpful person, I don't want your DMs to flood with a thousand people saying, right, you said you're going to help me, so yeah. I need help right now. Not if it's property, that has to go to Kaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's, you know what I mean, if it's that sourdough bread, if it's, if it's anything in, in your space, go yeah. down to clean bread, sort of that sort of thing, business acumen, uh, I'm yeah. for that, yeah. Exactly, the free, the free time, the free time champ. <laughs> yeah, free time champ, yeah. That was yeah. that, wasn't it? No, but that... That was good, like, because I was watching it and it was like, you know, okay, yeah, she's doing all right, she's doing her thing. It's like, okay, no, she, she's really doing her thing. Yeah. And I was like, she's, 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 just, she's just one. She's just one everything. Yeah. Oh, it was good, yeah. I had so many people ring me like, please don't say you go out, please don't say you go out this week. Like, you know, just because like, it wouldn't have been the same, would it? Like, Yeah, no, I mean, life's about trying to win, really, isn't it? I mean, the experience is great, but we, we are all here to do our best and, yeah. and win. Or, um, do you think, like, this is a question, I don't know how it even works, but it's like, if you didn't win, what, how do you think that would have impacted, you know, how you went about your business? I'm going to be totally honest. If I didn't win, I would have gone down exactly the same path and mm. journey. Um, 
I would have, I, yeah, I mean, like I, like you, anyone that knows my journey knows, so far I've opened one shop. It isn't mm. like I've opened thousands with the investment from Lord Sugar. Um, the, the main sort of thing I've gained is having him, I suppose, mm. having him and his name. Um, but even other than that, I still would have, I would have sort of strived. I might have been more hungry. I mean, I don't know. But I would yeah. have still, yeah, I would have still gone for the same sort of route as what I've gone on. Yeah, because that's it, really. I mean, there, there's always going to be setbacks. So yeah. sometimes, sometimes our biggest, you know, step forward is with the reaction from a step back yeah. because we're forced to react. Yeah. Um, but I think he obviously, at the end of the day, he did win. He yeah. didn't lose. We didn't, we didn't get to see those setbacks, um, which which is great. So, in terms of another question, I wanted to ask you was obviously with the business growing having to take on more staff, more responsibility. How have you found, because it, you started, you know, I, I was there, you know, very early days when I was coming down to see you guys. And, you know, how have you found having to almost delegate a bit more and not be as hands-on? It's very hard, very hard, very, like, very, very hard. And one of the things I have with these weekly chats with my friends is staffing um, other sort of people that you can't, you know, if people want to sort of grow with your business, if they want to work for you and, and do a good job, they will. If they don't, they won't. Like, it's very simple. Um, it, and it's also very challenging at the same time. And um, I've got some great members of my team. Like, without my team, I say this all the time. I've said it, I've said it since, um, I, can't, I can't remember, maybe in, even in M&S when I used to manage a team, that... Great. I'm only as good as my team. And, mm. and that, I really believe that. Like, without them, without Rachel, Carl, Jade, like my, my Alan, my key members of that team, like my dad, David the Baker, what would I... Like, I, the show was very clear. I don't bake. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm, I might be the brains, but I'm definitely not the product. And I'm mm. not the sort of... Uh, you know, I'm not every piece of dough. And that's what is so important. And I, I, I hope my team know that and I feel like they, they do know it. I say, I bang on it but like, a lot. I say, I've said it now that I'm only as good as them and it's so important to have good people and yeah, to give back. I'm always working on that. Even if I've interviewed someone, I will say to them straight, straight up, like, I'll, I'll give them 100% like, of my respect, of my time, if they need me, if they, if they want this, want that, as long as I receive it back. It's very yeah. simple. It's sort of life learning, isn't it? That you, you, you put in what, you get what you put in and you mm. put you know what I mean? Put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all, it's all, you know what I mean? It's a flow, it's a flow of information and efforts and energy. Um, but I think, yeah, it's an exactly, it's a common question, you know, we get in property, which is, you know, how do you build a team? And it is about building because they're, they're all mini relationships, like yeah. your relationship with like whoever it is, a relation. And if those, you know, obviously you need people that are good at what they do, but a lot of it is the relationship. And if, you know, people, like you want to work with you want to see you win and vice versa they're going to put the efforts in that are going to allow whether it's your business your property a project to be a success um so i do think as much as skill set is really important also the relationship and people's drives and their attitudes is really like the forefront as well building a successful team and a successful business mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that is very very interesting i am very grateful that you've taken your time out on a sunday oh. come and talk to us i think it's good that i always talk about diversifying and i think it's good i've been very wholly property focused but i think 
property at the end of the day is just a business. It's a type of business and having on successful business people, I think this has actually made me realize that I'm going to get more people on that have been a success in their respective fields that mm -hmm. continue to strive, um, got great business attitudes and acumen like you've, you've shown on the show and today and obviously through the success of the business. So we appreciate you taking the time out today. Thanks for having me. It goes so quick. Yeah, no, it does. We try and, you know, just try and flow. I know because yeah. a lot of people message me before and say, right, what are we going to talk about? Like, don't worry about that. We'll just chat. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just talk. And it's a lot more, it's a lot more natural then, a lot more um, engaging, hopefully, for those that listen. So this is going to be available on Spotify um, podcast, Apple podcast, Amazon podcast, as well as the YouTube channel, um, which is Property by Kazi, all one words. There'll be a link to Karina's page. So obviously, if you do want to go and check out the shop and get the actual addresses, I would recommend, I really like the gingerbread man and the smoothies are my go-to, particularly for summer when it's a nice day. They make a sensational smoothie. The Beckenham shot as well is really nice because it's got the outdoor um, seating area. So it's really, really good. It's all about, we're all about supporting businesses and growing together. So I really would appreciate it. If you don't only just follow, but actually go there, you know, and say, look, Kazi sent me when you go to the business, buy something and enjoy it because I can almost guarantee you're going to like whatever you get. Oh, thank you, Kaz. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely come down and definitely quote Kaz and then I'll be like, oh, yeah. I'm always in one of them anyway. You see me. Exactly. exactly that. Um, coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, obviously I was, unfortunately, you can see me tanned. I'm glowing right now. So I, I, I was away. Um, so I did miss two lives because of poor internet connection. So we are going to have another one this Tuesday, 6 p.m. with Kelly. Um, insurance brokers talking about insurance and all things like personal protection as well as staging and different property things in that space and another one next weekend as well. So we're, we're booked and busy and then ready to start season three. Karina, thank you very much for joining us today. Everybody, thank you for taking the time out on your Sunday. We'll catch you all soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, bye.